Welcome to Bolt Down, episode 67, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That is mostly recovered from Oklahoma Bowl weekend. <laughs> mostly recovered. I think I am, but man, that's a that's a tough weekend every year. It is. By the day we're recording this today, <laughs> it is, yes, this was the Friday of Oklahoma Bowl weekend. And I'm still freaking tired. By the, the what? A, a month ago, we did Oh, Oklahoma. you didn't say that part. Oh, I <laughs> saw like, that part. See, I'm still tired. Yeah. A month ago today was the Friday. Yeah. Before the big event. And I think I got pretty much everything I had to have done, done about two weekends ago. And it's still slowly been tw- trickling in. What do you mean? I had a ton of things I had to do. Up- update scars, had to go to the pinball festival, had to... Okay, I'm Steve. And I'm Scott Prime. Okay, now we can talk. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I finally got implemented into the website, the shop. And it's functional, it's live, and you can, people can go to bothdown.com and go to the Both Down shop and actually buy stuff. And again, for legal purposes, you're not buying anything. You're providing a donation to us for the podcast <laughs> in exchange that we send you stuff. Do we have to say that so like somebody won't come and grill you on taxes? Uh, I don't know. Just more of worrying about, you know both down block dice being up there oh you know in case gw is like you can't sell block dice we're not selling block dice absolutely Those... not so well, let's just talk about this right now and we'll probably talk it again about it in shout outs but yes we have some both down hitting dice <laughs> Well, we'll call them block dice. Who cares? And um, those specifically, along with the both down D6s, the clear and the white, and there's two colors of the block dice, the black and the red, transparent red, I believe. Translucent, yeah. Or however you want to call it. Um, those, every dime you give us on those goes right back into the podcast. It helps pay for the web space, the... Yeah, the hosting. The hosting, and the, all that stuff. All so. that stuff has uh, increased a lot. Which we really appreciate because we have a ton of new listeners and everything. But the provider that we have, Scott's buddy, was like, well, why don't you send me a little bit more money so that we can keep things going? <laughs> right. Which is a nice problem to have. He Absolutely. Had to, he had to up everything for us. And it's just great to uh, expand the both down empire. And, and now we get to do so with block dice. And, uh, yeah, the, the computer's kind of making funny noises. And our mixer... We bought six years ago. Yeah. I mean, stuff wears out, <laughs> so, and uh, we have one we mic that kind of tops out a little bit on us. So it's, you know, we could run a Kickstarter for our good looks, or we could provide some block dice. And- well, we could do a Patreon where people pay us every month to just <laughs> give them a podcast. I don't get that. I get it, but... <clears throat> I get it, but I don't know. I get so tired of a lot of the podcasts I listen to always right. shilling their Patreon thing. We try not to. We we do shill a lot of stuff. I mean... <laughs> Don't we get do, us wrong. Yeah, we do in different ways, and and who knows? Maybe one day we'll uh, we'll do the Patreon route. But right now we're not doing that. So. Right. Well, then we could retire. We do a Kickstarter. We do a Patreon. <laughs> we do nothing but do Blood Bowl podcast and gaming podcasts Ooh. and game Kickstarters. Well, let's talk about that then. Let's uh, let's get that going. Okay. I'm ready just to play games all the time and do podcasts about it. I'm not a huge gamer, but it's better than my current job, so I would do it. <laughs> Speaking of games. You are playing in the MBFL. How is that I going? I am participating in it, yes. 
<laughs> I'm eight games in with no wins. No wins? None? Uh, Nobody's even forfeited to you? No, because I kept being nice and rescheduled. I could have had a forfeit, oh. but I didn't want it. <laughs> well, um, you're on your way for the first round draft pick if you stick around. And now that I understand how the drafting works, that will be good. Because initially I didn't realize that I thought I had to make a million team and then draft people onto that and they'd replace those people. I didn't realize that I could just, you know, draft a big guy and then buy a big guy and replace him. Anyways. Okay. But yeah, it's not going so hot. Not not even a close game. Not even a tie? No, I did. I did really well against Happy Grew yesterday playing his really, like, League winning slon. So if you're not on Fumble, there's a coach whose username's Happy Grew, and he's a really good player. He's won several championships in that league. The NBFL is chocked full of like really good online coaches. And I made a. And he a, plays Slan. Yeah, he plays Slan. I was playing uh, Norse, and I took Helmet Wolf. <laughs> no, um, no, the other guy. The one we hate. The one we hate. Um, Helmet Wolf. No. Place for Norse. Outrageous. Oh. Wilhelm Cheney. Wilhelm Cheney. I took Wilhelm oh, Cheney. That was a mistake. That was my bad. So <laughs> he, he came in handy because I went after one of his big guys and casualtyed him. So he let him. So that's good. He just left him out of the game. So I was doing well there. He was hurting me. I was hurting him. It was kind of back and forth. But I was hurting more of him. And I went to use... Um, Wilhelm against his Croxagore, you know, because I was kind of down at the end zone to tie it up. I received first half and he scored, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I was going to tie it up second half and just hope to get a tie. I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. And I blitzed with uh, Wilhelm onto his Crocs and I got a push and a both down. Okay. No, I think it was a skull and a both down. Okay. And asked me if I wanted to use wrestle. I'm both down. I was like, no, I want to use block. I, I don't have block. Yeah, I was trying to say, he doesn't have block, buddy. Yeah. Just because he can play for a Norse team doesn't mean he has block. He has wrestle. I am so used to everybody on my team <clears throat> having block that I was just like, no. just If he wants to use wrestle, he can. And uh, <laughs> he just stood Did there. Did his character have block? Yeah. Oh, that's even dumber, huh? Mm-hmm. It was no his. Did he his, taunt you? His guy had wrestled. Just it was. He did not taunt me. He was nice enough. There were eight <laughs> people watching though, so I'm sure I looked like an idiot. Wow! But I was doing pretty well. Okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, are you gonna stick around for a couple seasons <laughs> to be I continued. Yeah, I can't imagine just bailing after one. That's fair enough. I would say I'd stick around until I won a game, but I don't know if I want to commit to a 10-year season, <laughs> you know, 10-season commitment at this time. That's very understandable. Now that we've had enough of your misery, let's... Uh... And Norse is horrible. Well, that's why that league has no Norse teams. No, I'm so spoiled with the first season I ever played. First two seasons, well... Yeah, first two seasons I ever played with the Norris, and they just had magic armor. Yeah, that doesn't really exist in real life. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> for for years, you didn't believe the glass cannon no, routine. Now because, you do. Because I just, 
I, I withstood everything. Nobody got, ever really got hurt. My first two seasons playing Blood Bowl. Not so much. Yeah, everything ends. That's way to be a downer. <laughs> well, that's true. I well, mean, everybody dies. That I know of. You're going to die so, one day, Steve. Yeah, I won't know. That's probably true. So I'll worry about it then. You might know it's coming. I'm sure I will. I mean, when you see like, <laughs> the door getting battered down. Right. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to kill you by battering down your door? Just assumed you. I don't oh. know. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. The bad thing is, is if I killed you, would your family even know? What do you mean? I mean, how long before they would know? Realistically. Oh, like somebody? Yeah. Oh. I mean. Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I have at least a couple weeks. If not longer. Well, I, I tend to get back to, well, hmm. It depends on. This is a bad tangent. So uh, uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Yeah, I'm thinking at least a few weeks. Yeah, I got at least a couple it, weeks. it just depends on luck. Because like, if Greg texts and doesn't get a reply in about a day or so, he's going to text me again. If something doesn't happen, he'd freak out. Yeah, but he doesn't know how to contact me. Sure he does. Does he? Okay. Facebook? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways. I think there's a better chance somebody in the Blood Bowl community would communicate to me about, I haven't heard from Steve in a while, before it would be anybody in your family. You'll just notice an odd lack of updates <laughs> or podcasts coming out. Right. All right. What would are we going to talk about today? So one one thing. Okay. Um, someone did mention again that they were having issues with Podbean not updating on the feed. So if you're out there and you're listening to us and you usually use Podbean, and it's not coming through. We don't know why. We we recommend getting a different listener, or or if you are on Podbean and you're hearing this episode, that means your system's updating. So let us know. Yeah, that's a good point. Then we could maybe tell that one listener, like maybe it's your problem. Yeah, well, we, there's been a couple of people, but they both oh, used a, okay. Podbean. The one we messed with, and I thought it got to working, and then another one. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. Thus, we need to update our hosting, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So buy, buy block dice. Yeah, please. All right. Um, in our first segment today, we're going to talk. Um, we're going to update about a little tournament that just happened like a month ago. Just a little update, and we're going to talk some uh, tournament etiquette since people were asking us some things. And we've had a lot of people ask about tournament etiquette that like they haven't been to one. And we've done one before a little bit, but it's been a while since we've talked about it. So, and we don't expect you to go backwards and no. listen to episodes. I know there's some people that do that, but there's some. If I find out a new podcast, I never usually go back. I do. You're crazy. Caught up to the one. Um, I'm mostly caught up to another, so I'm listening to My Favorite Murder, and then I'm like a month behind on that now, and then I'm like three years behind on The Dollop, which is kind of just a... Man, you're awful talking today. You miss me, don't you? No, just trying not to have any dead air. There's no dead air. I'm trying to talk to tell everybody what we're going to talk about. Okay. You, you just want to keep talking. It's like, you really miss me. You're like the cat that doesn't ever want to hang out with me. And then I go away for a few days, and like now you're all up in my lap. No, cats don't do that. <laughs> they just get pissed off. 
All right, so that was the first segment. We're going to talk about some tournament talk and kind of recap a little bit Oklahoma and Spiky Bowl weekend. Um, then we're going to talk about the new Team Titans pack. I got to say that really carefully because otherwise I want to say Teen Titans pack, and it's not. There was a comic book also called Team Titans. There was, and that was still hard to say too. Yeah. But the new uh, special play cards by Games Workshop. Then in our third segment, we're going to go over the Cobble, which is our store league up at Wizards Asylum. All right. Talk about that. It's our first league that we've actually ran outside of the house. So we'll have a little info about that. Yeah. I had to deal with strangers. It's weird. Hasn't been horrible. Well, we'll find out in the third segment. Did okay. you know this is the 80th episode of Both Down? I mean, I know it's what? number 67, but we've had 80 episodes if you put in all the oh, little, all the other ones, all the little like miscellaneous, like Oklahoma Bowl Primer or the Triple Skulls, with live episodes or yeah, or live episodes or whatever. We've had eighty episodes. Did not know this is the eightieth episode. Isn't that crazy? So that means we should be on episode one hundred in a year, year and a half or so. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do like a Marvel thing and just start numbering them from one hundred when we do. No, what we're going to do is we're going to do a Marvel thing where we like. Make a big deal about the 100th episode, and then like It'll a year and a half later, we're going to make a big deal about the actual number 100 episode of the regular series. Okay, yeah. does that make sense? Yes. So we're going to celebrate it twice. Okay, I mean that's that's also a Marvel thing. Either way, we go is a comic book thing of sure. the 2000s and a <laughs> and up, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. But if it works for them, it'll work for us. It must make money. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. Because like Venom had like issue one fifty, it's like, yeah, it's had a hundred uh, different you know miniseries, but other including all those, yeah, that's how oh, they that do that ridiculous. stuff. Yeah, are you kidding me? Well, it used to just be like the main title. I know that times have changed. They yeah. must see they must see sales boosts, of course. In those things, everybody thinks it's a jumping. So off point. that's why we're going to make a big deal, right? <laughs> when it's like you know, episode eighty nine, and we're going to say it's our hundredth episode. And then right. we're going to get a ton of downloads, and then 11 months later, we're going to go, it's our 100th episode! If there is anybody going through the old episodes, and you find a part that you find particular, particularly funny, uh, take a timestamp, send it to me, let me know, and we oh. can put together a best of episode. That's actually amazing. We should have like had that in our notes for the shoutouts. I've been taking, like throughout the whole process, I've been cutting stuff and keeping good stuff, so... <laughs> There's I, there's good stuff here. Th- there is stuff that I've cut out that we've deemed inappropriate for the episode at hand. Oh, so now that my children are old enough, we're going to like publish that so they can really hear it and understand. No, most of that stuff I delete completely, <laughs> but there is like a middle ground. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds great. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with some tournament talk. Hey everyone, if you're looking to have some fun and learn some new games, International Tabletop Day is coming up April 29th. If you're in or near the Oklahoma City or Norman area, come down to Wizards Asylum in Norman, Oklahoma. If not, look online for your local gaming establishment and see if they are running events as well. Get out, play some games, but don't forget, Blood Bowl is where it's at.
All right, we're back with some tournament talk. Let's talk about Oklahoma Bowl weekend. Okay, we mainly went over this last time, so we're not going to go fully in depth. We did. We realized that we were all in a very, very tired state (laughs) and drunk on sushi. Yes. Some people were like, man, you guys are really drunk. Like, no, none of us were drunk. Drew had some sake, but probably not, not enough, enough to, to be mess drunk. with him. No. Not with all that food he ate. It was enough to put you to sleep. Yes. With the sushi and, and the lack of sleep. And the lack of sleep. So uh, just to uh, reestablish the things that we set out to do, which I honestly didn't think was going to happen, we were hoping to get to 40 again. We broke the one day. We thought we might hit 50. And then we ended up hitting 56. Yeah, so we broke the one-day tournament record for the United States of America. Yes, which uh, is amazing. Which was Gen Con, I think a couple years back, that was 54. Right. Um, and then we had 56 players, so we were right. very surprised and happy. Now, if you look at it, though, 56 people came to Oklahoma Bowl. Right. And how many people went to Gen Con a couple thousand, a couple years ago? <laughs> Probably in the ballpark of forty to 60,000 people. Okay, so realistically, we're at like a 100% ratio. Pound for pound. Yes. By like, even if you took everybody who came into Wizards oh, that yeah. day. Let's just <laughs> Easily. act like this was called Gen Con Norman. Yeah. Um, yeah, we still had per capita more players. Oh, yeah. I think we had like a 98% ratio <laughs> versus Gen Con's point zero 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 one. Right. Uh, so, highly successful. We once again want to thank everybody for that. It was an amazing um, weekend. Just think what we could have done if those people who had life problems for whatever Jeez. reason. I'm telling you. We are upset people canceled, but we're kind of glad you did. Yeah, I don't know where we would actually put you, but we would have found a we would have found room. But I'm telling you, if you run a tournament, it doesn't matter if you have 20 people. You better just count about 10. percent Yes, life's going to happen. You know, somebody's kid gets sick, or somebody's car breaks down, and you find out that person was Weddings, the ride for two other people. Yeah, I mean, it's just it just happens. So, you know, pl- plan for that if you're a tournament organizer. We're giving you very advanced notice. Next year's is probably going to be end of February, beginning of March. One of those two weekends. Mm-hmm. And we're going to set it up as soon as we can. And I think we're going to put a limit this year of 60. We I have think- to check with Brian at the store. Yeah. Uh, he told us that he could clear out some more room if probably needed. So we need to find out what our max number is. Right. And then start capping it. Um we're we're trying to see if scheduling it not on the weekend before Adepticon will help. Yeah. Because I mean, we we have a lot of local guys who like to, if they can't afford it, go up to Adepticon to play some games and Absolutely. stuff. So maybe this will help more people come on down. Then they'll have a month to recover. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. And if it doesn't work out in February, well, then we know. Right. And... As to the capping, we don't really want to do it, um, but there's only so much we can do at the store. And if we do end up hitting 60 or whatever the cap is, like fast, which we do recommend once we unleash it, just register as soon as possible. But if that ends up happening, we may have to look into getting an, a hotel next time. Sure, let's let's fill Wizards Which up for a couple years cool, and then have this problem of like, well, we know we can get 
50 people consistently or more and then see what we can turn this into. I keep trying to get Brian to find a new location because <laughs> Hastings left and Hastings is like the size of a grocery store. I know. We got, we need to have a, our own Madness Comics. It would be great. God, that would be wonderful. That would be really wonderful. I so, don't think Oklahoma City area could um, <clears throat> handle a store that big. So uh, it's more important it's that he stays better, in business. It is yeah. getting better. So. Yeah, especially in Norway. Yeah. Anyways, tournament uh, was the biggest success. Great fun. We do have some dice left over. So if you go to the Both Down shop, they're there. So it's real easy to order them now. Bothdown.com and then click on BD Shop. Yep. Um, let's yeah. see. So uh, the winner of that event was uh, Tim Walker, who, who won it all. On um, Oklahoma Bowl. At Oklahoma Bowl. I was so close, so close, <laughs> so close to ruining his day by if I wouldn't have rolled a one. But uh, truth be told, he thought he had it won, and so did I. And he could have probably stalled a few more turns. And yeah. it was beneficial for him, bonus point-wise, because I think it was like 5 on 10 or 6 on 10 numbers, and then... With no rerolls, I got a lot of lucky breaks. Yeah. So, but anyways, that doesn't matter. Tim won it all. He dominated the field. He beat us all. And then Chance ended up winning. And on then Chance spiky cup. Kirchhoff from Three Die Block, as you heard last episode, he won uh, the Spiky Cup pretty handily. Yeah. Um, so, Good time. So, congratulations to both of those guys. You guys are immortalized in Oklahoma Bowl weekend fame from now on. You'll be known as the guys. Can you imagine being the guy who won? Uh, I know people win Chaos Cup or bigger tournaments around the world, but mm-hmm. we hosted a tournament with 56 people, or even Spiky, 40 people. I would love to win one of those. Yeah, that would be, I that'd mean, be awesome. I mean, I've won some tournaments, luckily. I, I have a I've few NAF trophies. Six people, 12 people, and like 24 people. Right. So, <laughs> Which isn't you, bad. No, I mean, you take it. Yeah, if I, I, I If I won a tournament with six people, I won a tournament with six people. Yep. Yeah, you can't. Can't fault that, but 56, that'd be awesome. 40 people. That'd and if be you awesome. missed out, we'll, there'll be an announcement at the end of this podcast about the next tournament we're running. Oh, that Ooh. should be fun. So anyways, enough of that. Like we said before, a lot of people have not gone to tournaments, are getting into the game new, and are wanting to know some tips about how to run it or how to what to do when you're playing it and anything like that. Well, and... I Justin Sharp even said, you know, he's he brought dwarves and it was his first tournament yeah. ever. And, and he's, he's a big fan of the show and listened a long time. And he said, uh, "Are people gonna give me a hard time for bringing dwarves?" And I was like, "Dude, it's a tournament. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, nobody should give you a hard time." I I know the forums are full of those people sure. that, you know, I hate dwarves at this and dwarves I hate dwarves are broken, that. Blah blah blah. They're sure. broken, but I don't see dwarves winning all the time. So bring them. Exactly. I mean, so the main, the main, the main thing i want to get out there so but justin was worried that he was gonna hurt people's feelings by bringing them and people give him a hard time it's not the tournament scene for blood bowl is amazing there's very few douches i couldn't even name you two in our local community um steve campbell right that's why i said scott hess okay true (laughs) oh you you so oh and sometimes i am sure so don't worry about the people you're gonna have a great time if you enjoy playing Blood Bowl, you're going to find people who love to play Blood Bowl, and they're at tournaments. That's simple. 
Take whatever team you want. No one's going to give you crap. If you like dwarves, if you like Skaven, if you like whatever, you don't have to build the optimal build either. If you want to play a Skaven team with the Rad Ogre, and if you can afford the star player Rad Ogre, do it. It's not going to be the best team ever, but it's fun. Sure. I mean, do you differ? No, I, no. I'm, I, <laughs> and I guess if you want to have fun. No. Well, here, here's my quandary. I always, I I want to win all the time. I can't. Right. Even when I play goblins, I can't just say like I'm just playing for fun. No, I get pissed off when I get beat by a team I'm supposed to get beat by. Yeah. So I'm not mad at the other guy. I just I want to win. I have more fun when I win. Now. I like to, in some ways, kind of self-challenge myself. You know, that's why I did the 24, the 31 out of 24 challenge that I did. And then even like on Spiky Cup weekend, I wanted to play Dwarves again, but I wanted to have a reason to play with Barak Farblast, which is not on paper, doesn't look like a great player. He's a runner with a bazooka. Yeah. But I wanted an excuse for it, you know, and then I went through the fluff. Found, you know, I remember the Dwarf War Hammerers from when I played, you know, back in second edition. I was like, fine, I'm just going to force them on there. Just like you said, you know, play with the Rat Ogre, hire the star player Rat mm-hmm. Ogre and play for fun. And I did that to kind of challenge myself, you know, and try some dwarves with basically three runners to see what they would be like with all that speed. It worked out. It was fun. <laughs> all that speed. Well, I mean, it is to <laughs> The dwarves. massive six speed. I mean, yeah, you get a... You get two troll slayers with five, two blitzers with five, <laughs> and you have three guys with uh, six. And that, the dwarves are just running around everywhere. And that feels huge, though, is what I'm getting yeah. at. And Spiky, of course, lend itself to the the fact that I could have an extra bribe to keep him on the field. But it was it was still challenging to like sock money away on this guy instead of taking even like more skills or more rerolls. Mm-hmm. And I think if you want to want that extra challenge throwing a star player on there just to see what they're like is kind of like my next thing i mean i don't do it all the time but right right now i've been doing it almost every other tournament trying to like fit a star player into some build so that's cool i don't know i but you shouldn't ever get upset if you like to play i mean look at dean piper he's a good player and from what i remember he wants to play wood elves and he wants to play undead yeah i mean and I know he has played other teams, but those are the ones he wants to play with, and he doesn't care, you know, no. if you you want to whine about his team. He's like, okay, well, you still got to play me. <laughs> exactly. And deal with it. And he has different theories on, you know, what skills to take and everything, but don't don't be upset about that. Right. Again, most, most Blood Bowl players aren't douches. As long as you convey what you're doing, you talk. Most people don't even care if you take things back as long as you don't roll dice. Right. I mean, if the dice so is rolled. part of not having douches in the community is not being one either. That's correct. So, like you just said, taking moves back or something. We do play a much more stringent by-the-rules game when we're playing in a tournament. Because at home, we don't allow stalls and, you know, we think it's kind of douchey to foul people on whatever. So... Don't let that stop you in a tournament. You do whatever you need to do to win. However, the limit to that comes when someone makes a mistake, I think. If you're playing someone 
and they move somebody up and is like, okay, now it's two dice against him. And you go, oh, well, this guy has guard. Oh, well, do you care if I take it back? It's You're 100% in your right to go, can't take it back. Sorry. But you're also could be nice enough to go, well, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter. Go ahead. So this is... Or don't make them throw a block. Most of the time, if dice aren't rolled... Yes. I let people do that. As long as it's, one, not taking, like, 15-minute turns... Yes. ...and two dice aren't rolled. So, like, if they've already rolled somebody to break away, and then yeah. they move, some like, a blitz on somebody, and they go, two dice, and you go, no, I have guard, and they go, oh... And a lot and of it, times that person will go, never mind, I already declared yeah. it. But I always say, if you want to take it back, you just got to re-roll that dice. And it does also depend on the player, too. Right. Because if that person's make, you know, holding you to stuff, then... Well, that's true. If you some, should hold them to stuff as well. And if they're new, let you know, give them more leeway. Or if you remind... I've reminded people like five times before, hey, you know, this guy has guard. Oh, okay. That guy has guard. Oh, okay. That guy. Okay, you know what? You do your thing. You play, and I'm just going to tell you when it happens. Right. Or diving tackle. That's a big one. And well, I uh, didn't know he had diving. I told you five times he had diving tackle. Well, and here's um, this was brought up. Somebody said was talking about with their game, and they said, I think it was a guard thing where they mm-hmm. said, "Well, this guy had guard, but I I forgot." Yes, we all have rosters, and I hear the argument all the time online. Like, well, you hand a roster, they can easily check number six just as much as I could. If you like to be visual, carry your own little rubber bands or whatever markers. Yeah. And I, when I sit down against somebody, if they don't have their team marked, I will say like, hey, you mind if I put some green on these guys with guard? Mm-hmm. And they usually kind of look at me funny. And well, not all the time, but sometimes they do. And I'm like, I just need a visual. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, and they might not mind. I doubt they're really trying to trick me by right. not marking it. But, you know, in their head, it's really clear who has guard so, in my head, it's not. So I just ask. And I've never heard anybody said, no, you can't right. do that. They're not going to. Right. This brings me to the next point, which I had some discussion about this with people. And I think I've broken it into th- people ask how to make sure the team is easily distinguishable. I think there's three criteria. And I've talked to a few people. This kind of bears out. You either have color you have models that are accurate or you have numbers something on the base like for okay. so as long as two out of three of those are correct you have you know this one's colored green for guard this one's blue for block okay and the models are correct okay then we don't need numbers if you have one that's numbered 1 through 16 and they're all accurate and the models are easily distinguishable. Are you talking about for skills or positionals? I'm talking like on a team. Okay. Just like, as long as you have two out of three of those things, I think it's easily distinguishable for most people. Right. I, I'm still of the opinion that if you took a, let's say an old GW uh, Amazon team, mm-hmm. and you had the bases marked, yeah. you know, red for blitzers, blue for catchers, right. whatever, Brown That's what I'm throwers. Then you don't need numbers. And then you really don't need numbers in a tournament setting. Right. If you use like the little rubber bands. You know, or if like, the skills are equal. Sure. You know, if you put block on two catchers or whatever. Yeah. So if the skills are the same and the colors, then that's fine. 
But we had people who worry about having not completely painted teams. We want people to have fully painted teams. Obviously, not everybody can, especially when it's new or it's their first tournament. Sure. So if your team is completely one color, as long as you color the bases and you number them and the models are positionally accurate or easily distinguishable, then I don't see an issue, really. No. And look, we want them all painted because if you've ever been to like a minute, big miniature gaming convention or something, or even up at the store, you might walk by some guys playing 40K. And one guy has his army, just has color on it, but from far away, it's visually like really cool and yeah. excites you. Then you walk over, then you see that he's playing the silver guys. Mm-hmm. Or somebody else is playing a whole team full of just unprimed models. And it just visually takes you out of it. It does. It's, I know people think I harp on them. When I sit down and I play somebody whose team is like a a catchphrase, like the snow must go on and it's a Norse team Mm -hmm. and they're all named after, you know, people in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's just direct Broadway names, not even like changing the spelling Mm -hmm. or something to make them look elfy, elfy or anything like that. That drives me nuts. Or if they just have people's, they don't have names. Yeah, the the snow must go on, and there's no names. It takes me so far out of this is a cool game where fans showed up, especially when cool things happen. Like we've had three rights in this game, yeah. or we had two pitch invasions, and the ref left, and you know. or one lineman with no skills is just killing people left and right. Yes, exactly. Like this guy's having a hell of a game. What's number ten's name? Since I'm getting my butt kicked by him, oh, I don't name my players. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for ruining this for me. (laughs) To me, that's just as bad as not marking your positionals. So another tournament etiquette thing is people are different. So (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) If you want to make Scott happy, name your team something fluffy, not just a pun, but Scott's very much into location and mascot. And if you can't think of one, just go to the Lore of Nuffle website. Just Google Lore of Nuffle. There's tons of teams. Go look for a dwarf team and go, okay, fine. I'm going to take the World's Edge Wanders. That's going to be my team for this tournament because Scott's a turd and he wants something to be named. (laughs) And then I'm going to see it and I'm like, hey, it's really cool, Dave, that you made your team the World's Edge Wanders. (laughs) And you're going to go, okay. And I'm going to say, where'd you get these cool names? And he goes, just a dwarf random name generator. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. As long as you... (laughs) You put a little time and effort into it, it goes a long way. Um, sharing dice. Most people are okay with this. Some people aren't. I think in our rules, we state that if someone asks, you have to, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't usually come up. Um, but yeah, nobody should complain about sharing dice. Some people do. People have issues. But sure, it's to each their own. If it's not a huge deal, don't make it a huge deal. I will say this. If you share dice with people, the worst thing you can do is always hold on to the dice. Oh, yes. Especially when it's the other guy's turn. Or I've seen this many years ago. So before anybody thinks that I'm talking about them, this was many <laughs> years ago and it wasn't in Oklahoma. Somebody actually like thinking. So the dice were like almost in their mouth. Yeah. I wouldn't want to share with that person either. No. So I understand. Um, and I just I, put the I've dice seen, in the middle. I've seen people chew their fingernails like they're eating the leftover cheese underneath there and then grabbing the same dice as me. And it's yeah. kind of gross too, but 
you know, whatever. Everybody has their nervous tics. I'm not trying to harp on them. Right. But I'm saying if you share dice, what I always do is I keep them in the middle. When it's my turn to grab them, I grab them, roll my rolls because I use my dice tower. And then throw them back right next to the dice tower. It's really right. easy. Everything's right there. And if you are sharing dice, if you just hand them off, it kind of signifies my turn's completely over. Exactly. It's your turn. So if someone's not sitting there going, are you done? And you sit there going, um, I fell down. It's nothing else I can do. Oh, okay. So here's where we're going to differ on another tournament etiquette thing that I think people should do. And you're probably going to differ with me. Most blood bowlers turn their models all the way around. Mm-hmm. Some people do it sideways so they can quickly turn them back after their turn's done. I'm a type of guy that when I do an action or activate a character, I turn them all the way around. And I continue to do this until my turn's done. And then when I say turn over, you know, my turn's over, I turn them back the following way. You, at least a lot of times in our home league, will leave them turned that way and you'll go back the other direction. Yeah, I flip 180 each time. Most of the time, that is okay. But when it gets down to very serious moments in the tournaments, when your brain's not working right, I've had it happen so many times over the years when I'm playing somebody like that. And then they'll start turn. They'll start messing up because they're thinking about mm-hmm. other things. And then you constantly got to remind them, like, no, you're going this way now. Are yeah. you sure? And it's like, come on, dude. It does happen. I don't want to be the D-bag that sounds like I'm trying to game you. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure you're not trying to game me. But I don't know, you know. So bef- my advice bef- is to pick a direction and always just flip them back. Yeah. Or I've seen, believe it or not, I've seen somebody who's had an arrow that's that he picked up from some, I think it was like a blitz arrow yeah. that like Slurpee or whatever gave away years ago. And he had it on the board. And so he could flip it every time his turn began. So he'd know which way his guys oh, were okay. pointing to remind That's him. Cool. So that was, that was kind of neat. So, and also it's okay if you double check people too. So before you tur- do your turn, when he says he's done, you do your turn, make sure that, they have all their models facing the correct way. So it's kind of on you. Not sure. completely. I'm just saying that it helps to have two sets of eyes doing that. Well, sure. Of and course. I'm, I'm so stuck in my ways, putting them all back around afterwards just seems like a waste of time and would confuse me. I got you. But, well, and we differ on that. Right, so, sure. But... You know, I'm playing new people over the weekend or encountering them. Mm-hmm. I was telling them, like, this is what I do. And they're like, yeah, I, I need to start doing that because I did it the other way and it just doesn't work. I get confused. Or if their turn ends halfway in the middle, they don't. See, I thought you were going to bring up dice towers. Because uh, you're a big proponent of them. Sure. Because you have them. Yeah. And you go through rules every time. <laughs> oh, you're talking about my... So uh, I've learned over the years that most people don't mind dice towers. Most of the time, if I say, I'm going to use the dice tower, do you want to use it? I think 99% of the people, it seems yeah. like, will say, sure. Yeah, because it makes things easier. And, um, But I found out that over the years that, and I've probably talked about this before in the podcast, now I have to go through a set of rules. Like, okay, so both the dice have to go through the tower to count. They have to land in the tray. If they roll out of the tray, we're going to just re-roll that one. Mm-hmm. You know, And if it hits the dice... The other dice that's left in the tray, whatever it goes to counts. So I always had to explain to people like, so let's say you have something important in there. If you want to scoot it to the side before you roll it so it doesn't hit it, I'm not going to get mad. Just Or if that's all you need to knock someone down, just take it. And go. Yeah, take it and move on, you know, and um, 
just had to go kind of go through all these steps because believe it or not, people say sure until it's time for them to roll. And like <laughs> they didn't drop it through the tower and it, it's a pow. They're like, well, I knocked you down. I was like, no, I didn't go through the tower. He's like, well, it's you the, know, and then it's the same thing with cocked dice. If you're not playing with the tower, you need to make those rules clear beforehand. I do the same thing with and the you need dice. to stick with it. Yep. Because there are plenty of times where it's cocked for me if it's a good result, but if they had it, it's not. Right. I, I usually go over that, too. Anything cocked, we mm-hmm. re-roll it. And I've had people still try to get away with, like, you know, they'll, they'll need a, a five or six, and they'll roll that five, and it's cocked, and they'll go, all right, so I made it. I was like, no, that's cocked. And like, oh. Yeah. And they'll kind of get mad about it. I've had some before go, like, because I've had to re-roll several cocked dice, and they're like, see, if you would have just let it be, you would have been better off. And I was like, well. That's not the way it works. That's not how it works. But <laughs> I set my rules up before any time anymore, and I know when I'm playing a new player, they're thinking, God, this guy's really anal. Well, I've been burnt. Mm-hmm. I've been burnt many times, and because I feel like we're doing a podcast, I can't get too confrontational with somebody, because <laughs> then they're going to tell their friends, like, the both down guy's a dick. If you've ever played Scott, and Scott's gotten mad, Imagine how mad Scott would get if he didn't have a podcast. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's actually keeping stuff in check. <laughs> People are like, Scott got mad. He just put on his headphones and walked away. Yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> he just put on his headphones and walked away. That's good. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Um... For the most part, if someone does get mad, it's not mad at you. It's mad at their dice. Unless you're mocking them as you play. Everyone's different. So sure. in Because I know Chance has mentioned this on their podcast, and they very much feel that if you're rooting for the other person's failure, then that's a douchey move. Well, And it probably is. However, if that person comes from a gaming group where they do that, and it's sure. all in jest, they don't know any better. Sure. You have to let people know. Right. You can't just sit there and stew like, this guy's getting getting me pissed. Did you tell them not to do it? No. Then that's on you. Right. Um, I don't know if it's the same guy that Chance played. I, I played William Toops. Yeah. And came to a Spiky Cup. Yeah. And he's a super nice guy. Super nice guy. New to the game. We were both joking around and stuff about, you know, like, you know, when people get hurt and everything. And at one point he was like, you need to roll one and or something like that. And like, pointed or something like that and i was like oh william we're gonna do that now and he kind of joked around with me back and surprisingly like i guess because our banter was joking to begin with Mm -hmm. i I came from a perspective that we were just joking yeah and i stayed calm and cool and then i did it (laughs) i just played the same game with him which maybe if we wouldn't have had the banter of joking around before that would have maybe ticked me off. Like mm-hmm. if we had a serious game and then he said like, roll a one, you know, that thing where you point and then you right. get a one and go, ha ha. But we had the, the comical banter before. So I, it didn't bug me. Right. Now, but if truth it was be told, if I was probably playing you and you did that out of during a serious game, also that, that probably pissed me off. Well, that's the thing. If this was the top table, he's going to play that same way and you wouldn't. You'd well, be very he might. stressed it, it, and quiet. And it just depends what his group is at home. And that's so, what I'm saying, though. Yeah, you just talk to you it, talk to people, like you said. And you just have to tell them, hey, can you just not root for my failure? That's fine. I know you want me to. And <laughs> I want you to fail, too. Just just don't root for it out loud. Yeah, so much of Blood Bowl is 
the yeah. other guy's failures. Yeah, I mean, in my head all the time. Please, skull, 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 exactly. skull, skull. Ah, dang it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but just in your head. So it's just a perspective on that. So just remember that if you're a new player, other people might not play like your group. Right. I mean, like, my home group probably is used to me getting really pissy about losing games mm-hmm. and stuff. And they know I don't hate them. I just hate what happened, as Nathan would say. I hate the math. Right. So, um, what was the other thing? Tournaments. I saw this a few tables at Oklahoma Bowl Spiky. Not as many as we've had in the past. Traditionally, most tournaments say they give out dice, so it feels like everybody's on an equal footing. Ah, yes. That's why most tournaments give out dice, because then nobody can complain that, you know, that this guy... Brought his brought special his ex- red dice, yeah. or like when our, we had our league with uh, with our our friend Spencer mm-hmm. or Spence as we called him here in Oklahoma. Um, he had a yeah, pile he- of dice, and anytime he needed to make a good roll, he picked out this one like red dice, and he called him Lucky Die, and everybody else called it the Cheater Dice, and mm-hmm. it always seemed to work. And I'm sure it was no different than anybody else's dice, but it right. sure felt like it. So at tournaments, we try to avoid that. You get. You get the white dice or the black dice, whatever the tournament variance is, mm-hmm. you can play with those. And really, we make, I know from my perspective, we make the different colored dice. So you use Oklahoma dice on Oklahoma Bowl Day yes, and Spiky Cup on Spiky Day. Now, we went up to Three Dot Brawl one year, the very first year, and a guy just had a pile of dice. And, <laughs> and that was the guy who he actually had some of our some, dice. Some of our Spiky Cup and dice. he didn't know who the hell I was. Right. And he just, I got them from somebody. I like, played him too. Oh, you did too? Mm-hmm. And he just played all these dice, and we never played the tournament dice. And I don't know if that bugs me as much now, but it used to really burn me. But it bugs if I'm me, running the tournament. But I share dice if they don't use them. Sure. So I still make it equal. Well, that's that's my thing is, is you know, if somebody has a pile of dice anymore, I just go, just pick two out, we'll play with them. Mm-hmm. And just go with that, you know. But yeah, if they're not sharing dice and not using tournament dice... If it's at one of my tournaments I'm running, tell me. I will tell them to use the tournament dice. Right. And because that's shady. Well, I don't know really if it is shady. I know there was Even, somebody at, uh, yeah. I think it was Oklahoma Bowl, he was using Vegas dice, the, yeah. the straight-up block dice. Or, <laughs> block dice. Um, what dice are they called? Precision-cut dice. Precision-cut dice, sure. And I get that, too. Some people want that accuracy of, like, they roll, I guess... What's so the theory in those? They have the sharp edges, so they roll. They don't. They bounce instead of rolling, basically. So they don't spin and yeah. all this. So, but the thing is, if you're buying them secondhand from Vegas, then they've already been used and their precision's worn out. It doesn't matter. I mean, and if you've had them for any, if they're past like two years or whatever, there's a cutoff time, and it doesn't matter. No, my my point is, is like, I'm not bagging on that person no. for wanting to use them. Sure, and I don't. If probably if I played him, I would have probably just shared his dice absolutely, with and just moved on. But I would really prefer, especially if I'm running a tournament, if I catch you doing mm-hmm. non-dice, I will say something to you. I will say, hey, man, we're supposed to be using the tournament dice. That's why we bought tournament dice, mm-hmm. and I don't like them. Well, I understand. That's why everybody's using them. Right. You know. And so, you know, try to play along with that. Right. Even people go as far as like when I say, you want to share dice? They'll go, sure. Which color do you want? And I'll go, whatever color you're using. And then mm-hmm. they're like, Brr. <laughs> It's like, if I'm going to get smoked, we're going to play by the same dice. Yeah. 
It always sucks when they go really well for one person and really bad for the other. It's so much better, though, than saying, like, oh, yeah. I got these green ones and they really suck. And he has the silver ones and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, when, even well, if they're the same when exact. All the, when all the crap goes bad with the same pair of dice, you just go, it's not my time. Or as Siggy says, the game's already been played. You're just acting out the motions of it. And your right. dice rolls have already failed in the future. That's just how this game goes or whatever, something like that. Yes. Wisdom so, of the Siggy Lama. Any other wisdom? Um, not that I... We were, as, a, as an organizer, register early, pay early, get rosters in early. That helps a lot. Huge. As a tournament organizer, I get it. It's funny when we say we'd like you to vote for the best sports or the fan favorite team. And you will put Santa Claus or Scott Prime's butt mm-hmm. or something like that. We get that it's funny and that's kind of your way of not voting for somebody. But in all honesty, I'd either rather you not vote at all because we still have to take time to unfold your little piece of yeah. paper and all that. Or just give us your real opinion on something. Sure. It, it, hell, if Chance came to the tournament, and I'm going to use him as an example, if he thought Drew was the best sportsman, we're not going to hold it against him and no. think like he voted for his friend. I mean, I don't know any blood guy who really tries to stack the chips. And I, I haven't seen it as many tournaments as we And if you ran. have to stack the deck to get that, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and, and if you need it, if, take it. I don't care. Honestly, if we thought there was a pattern there, we would we'd just uh, yeah. make our own decision. I'm just saying we've ran enough tournaments where I've never seen that being a exactly. problem. So, anyways, and that's double how check, you can help us. Whenever you turn in your sheets, make sure... <laughs> That everything is legible hmm. and easy legible. to read. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. Like where somebody could read it if they were going to input the stats. Yeah. So don't use like a straight up and down one. Use a one with the angle and the crossbar. <sighs> if you're using a zero, make a zero without the slash in the middle so it doesn't look like an eight or just <sighs> right. whatever it is. Just take a couple seconds because we're trying to input stuff and getting confused. I think that's about it, though. Can't really think of anything else. Support your local tournaments. If there's not one near you, oh. start one because that's what we did, and now there's a ton around us. If if the guy you're playing forgets to move his turn marker, just tell him. Yes. Don't reach across the board, knock down miniatures, trying to hurry up and do it for him. Yeah, don't do that. Because that gets... That gets old pretty quick, and and if someone has a really they nice... usually usually that other person feels like they're trying to be rushed. Yeah, so don't do that either, because we have a lot of new people. So remember and, that you were new at one point too. Sure, and if someone is going slow, it is not wrong to say please hurry up. If someone has extremely nicely painted models, you might want to ask if it's okay oh, for definitely. you to put stuff down. Most of the time, they're not going to care, but if they do, you better know beforehand. Um, if you're new, do not expect people to give you strategy in the middle of the game. Like, what should I do? Yes. And I know that's hard, especially, like, if it's your first tournament or, like, your third game ever playing and you, you're really stuck. I get that. Uh, Tim Hart made a good point. He said, like, I don't mind telling anybody how to beat me, but I'm going to do it after the game at a tournament. Exactly. He said, league games are for me to help you. Mm-hmm. Because I want our league to grow, but tournaments were all there for a reason. And he's like, "I'll give everybody all sorts of strategy after the game." And but there's don't expect it in the middle. At a tournament game, there is no bad sportsmanship for stalling, 
for fouling, for not telling someone how to play better. Like if you see an opening, you don't have to tell them, hey, you know, you left an opening here. Or I would use the big guy like this. You don't have to do any of that. Sure. You're there to play. <laughs> you're there to win. If you want to help them, great. If not, you just play your game. Some people do get mad if you stall. I've seen it. Yeah. I've I played people like that, and I've straight up told them, like, It's no Look, fun. I said, I know this sucks, and I'd be mad if I were you. I said, but it's the best interest for me to stall, yeah. and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stall, and I'm going to beat the crap out of you guys. If you don't like it, run away. And I just say, I'm sorry, you know, and but that's tournament play. And there are people that are just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sit here and stall for six turns. You're not going to get to me. You want to just call it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still make people go through their turns. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's the if, role playing in me saying, okay, I'm done. I'm but done. if they are completely just sure, running I, away. Yeah. I get that too. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know. We'll be happy to address them. If there's something we left out, let us know. Yeah, send us in a suggestion on something else that we forgot, because I'm sure we did. Oh, well, I'm sure. Um, there's the, one more. Number one rule, just have fun. Yeah, I don't know about that. Meet some friends. Uh, I don't know about that. Tip your, tourna- tip your tournament organizers. No, oh, I remember the last one I had. Um, and then we will move on, I promise, okay. guys. Um, rerolls. I know uh-huh. a lot of people, and I know even in the Blood Bowl game as we see it, we a lot of people put like a marker to show that they have three rerolls, and then and they, they put move it on it, the three. They put it on the three, and they move it down. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's how I learned Blood Bowl too. Exactly. But it's a lot better at tournaments, especially if like you wait till turn, you have a pile of them, and then on turn three, if you used a reroll, you put your little marker down. Yes. And I say this because. If you if you have multiple rerolls, and let's say it gets late in the game, and you have one of those turns where, and we've all done it at some point in our, yeah. our Blood Bowl career. First we, roll, we, you go down. Or we have a 10-minute turn, and the very first roll, we reroll something mm-hmm. because it's crucial. And then our turn drags out for about 10 to 12 minutes, and then we do our final thing that's important to us, like pick up the ball to walk in for a touchdown, and we... You know, fail the roll. And we're like, did I use a re-roll? I yeah. can't remember. And the other guy's like, I don't want to be a D-bag. I think he did, but I couldn't tell if he did. If you've already set it down on that turn marker, you know. Yeah, I'm on turn seven, mm-hmm. and I already have a marker here on turn seven. I'm done. Or if you're not sure what turn it is, and it's turn seven, mm-hmm. and you, have, you used a re-roll on turn six, you go, oh, I remember using that. I used that. Yeah, I did use that last turn. So it is turn seven. Yeah. Yeah, because instead be of pure. having to reset all the way back to the beginning of the game, try to figure out what turn you're at. Yeah, so that's that's a that big a thing because I see a lot of new people that it seems like a lot of new people bring lots of re rolls, which I understand. Yeah, but then they're like, I can't remember if I used a re roll or not. This mm-hmm. and that, and I try to tell them like, just take a little pile of them and then set them out as you use them. And then after they do it for like a half, they go, that is actually a lot easier. Yeah. So also, I ran into fun. a lot of people like that over the weekend. Yeah. So. And it's fun that way you can have different cheerleader models. Yeah, I do that. Or sideline things and put them there. Exactly. So there you go, guys. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with some Team Titans pack. This segment, we're going to be talking about the new Team Titans special play cards. So last time we talked about these, it was was the, what were they called? 
Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame cards, yeah. So we're going to do these a little bit faster. We're not just going to go through every single one, pretty much. These are broken up into two decks again. They're in two decks. Um, Dirty Tricks and... You have Dirty Tricks. I have Benefits of Training, which was never an old deck. Right. So going through... Dirty Tricks was, though, right? Right. Yeah. So Dirty Tricks, surprisingly, uh, corresponds mostly to the old Dirty Tricks deck. Uh, There's one, however. So if you don't know, I don't know how you don't. The old cards used to have actual values to them, so 50k, 100k, they were for use for inducements. Yeah, if you're new to the game, you only know the special play cards, but they used to be have a money value attached to it, mm-hmm. so you just didn't get two random cards right. unbalanced. These were balanced cards back in the... Yeah, they were balanced, they were costed. Um, so the, the old dirty tricks were 50k to induce, and the new ones are mostly all 50k, except there is one... Hidden Blade, uh, which it used to be an old good karma card that was 100k. So I don't know why there's just one out of them. Uh, but it's the old stiletto card, but it's called Hidden Blade. And you pick a player from your team for the rest of the drive. That player has the dirty player and stab skills. So once again... So nothing original there. They but. took... They still didn't like keep any of these balanced. There's always been like one or two cards... Yeah, you can't even just If you just go by take, the old system, they're not even balanced. Well... Value-wise. Maybe they're wanting one or two of cards per deck to be a little bit better than the other ones. Maybe Which so. I guess does make sense at that point. Uh, but as we said, we're not going to go through all of these completely. We have sure, some that we will go through. Sure, just run them down real quick. Of the, these the, are the ones that pretty much have an, a corresponding card in the old Dirty Tricks. Right. Okay. So, new card, Spiked Sports Drink. Old card was Witch's Brew. Okay. New card, Foulest of Fouls. Old one, Blatant Foul. New, Rune of Unwilling Flight. And the old one was Trampoline Trap. So, it's kind of a neat name. Uh, new one, Pre-Match Espionage is the old Stolen Playbook. <laughs> New I don't one. know why you wouldn't keep that name the same, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it's espionage versus... <laughs> a playbook. Yeah, basically, same thing. You stole the playbook. Sure, whatever. If you don't like that one. Uh, new one, look at distraction. New one, whoever the old one, was distract. <laughs> so they're making it a little bit better. New one is dirty block. Old one is chop block. Okay. Which not many people know what a chop block is anymore. New one, tripping hazard. Old one was Pit Trap. So at least they're incorporating the Tripwire, which is the old Blood Bowl mainstay at the rolling a one on a go for it to get into the end zone. Right. New one, Spot the Sneak. Old one, Illegal Substitute. Or Illegal Substitution. And finally, the new one is Slippery Shoes. Surprise, surprise. Old one, Greased Shoes. (laughs) So not much different for most of those. So the one's a knife and the old one was a... Stiletto. A stiletto, okay. Which, which is, not many people know what a stiletto is. Right, they're going to think a shoe instead of yeah. a knife. They're dumbing things down. Sure. To an extent. All right, you ready to go over some of these benefits of training? Sure. All right, so these, why all those in your deck, half except of the, the deck, one. 
Except the one where, well, all of them though were old cards. Yes. So I went through the old cards and picked out the ones that match up. Um, so now we have Switcheroo. So these correspond to the old Good Play deck, or Good right. Karma, which were 100,000. Now, these are the ones I'm about to talk about. Oh, these are special play? These are special play cards that are now found in the benefits of training. Right. Okay. So now they're all called special plays <clears throat> now. But in the old one, there was a specific 50K deck that was called Special Play. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, all these nowadays are called Special Play cards with uh, emphasis on, like, benefits of training. Ta- mm-hmm. <laughs> benefits of training are these. Uh, so, n- Switcheroo was, is the new card. And it syncs up with old blocking... Or, I'm sorry, old. <laughs> new blocking scheme. And that's where you can switch two players around on the field. Um, fake fumble is the new card. Old card fumble, fumble ruski. They shouldn't have changed that one, but I get right. it. Yeah, they they probably really are dumbing it down to go after people who don't play sports because mm-hmm. if you play football or watch enough football, you've heard of at least the fumble ruski went back when it was legal. If you're yeah, our age, you have to be exactly. You have to be old. Same thing with this one. Uh, quick flick is now called. Used to be called Flea Flicker. Right. And that's where it allows you to do two passes, as long as one of them's a quick one. Uh, Dog Defense is the new card. Dog Defense is the old card. They kept Ooh, the same name. Fancy. Yeah. This is something about players being prone on the field or yeah. something. So, they just like in the other deck, they have one um, $100,000 old value card from the Good Karma deck. The new card is called All Out Blitz. The old card is called All Out Blitz. Okay. Which, this one's, you know, pretty good because it's, uh, you may declare a second blitz action this turn. That's always good. Right, so. So it does kind of feel like they know what they're doing then. If if we think of it that way, they want one card of the deck to be better than the others. Okay. So that does give you a randomness. Sure, but let's But it's now, not equal. So now... After I went through those five cards, there's 11 more cards here that aren't corresponding with any of the um, of the old ones. 11? I, th- I believe so. How Jeez. many you got in your hand? I got seven here. Uh, yeah, I got four, so give me a couple. Okay, you need a couple? All right. Gives me six and you got five, sucker. Oh, I gave you too many now. Okay. Anyways, these cards are all brand new. I couldn't find them to sync up with any of the old cards at all. So right. if we are wrong, you can write us and tell us. But I don't think there is. We any. might have missed it, but probably not. I'm pretty sure we didn't. So you start off first since you have six cards. Okay. We will go over these ones completely. So we'll tell you the name, read the quote, tell you the timing, and then the effect. So quick save. They think it's all over, but maybe it's not. You play when you suffer a turnover. One player on your team that has not already acted this turn can make an action before your turn ends. If they do something that would cause a turnover, their action ends immediately. Okay. So this, again, is kind of an instant type of card. So once your turn ends due to a turnover, you would show this card and be able to do one more thing with somebody. Correct. This allows you to hit people more and not worry about, oh, I need to get that guy in for a touchdown. Right. Or foul, or whatever. Correct. Not too broken, but I don't really like the instant effect. 
Yeah, I'm not so sure I, I like that either. Before, it was always you played before, you played after. There was a couple that were instanced, but, yeah. Um, what I'm talking about here is lateral pass. Uh, aren't they meant to move the ball up the field? Timing. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players takes an action. You can make two pass actions this turn as long as the target square for at least one of them is closer to your own end zone than the throwing player. So you can throw it backwards once? Basically, you throw it backwards, maybe. Yeah. Even if it's by one square, and then run the other guy up all the way up and throw another pass. Two pass actions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Because, yeah, I just don't like that. Seems pretty powerful. Yeah, especially for like an elf team, you can go seven squares, throw it back one. That guy can go seven <laughs> or eight squares and throw it. You can easily get all the way down the pitch. Oh, yeah. Could that? No. I was say, could it conceivably do give you a one-turn touchdown? But not really. Well, you still have a handoff in there, too. Yeah, but you have to get the other guy down the field. Yeah. Which, eh. Down... Down the chain. The ball is changing hands again, and again, and again. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players take an action. If a player that has not yet taken an action successfully receives the ball from a handoff, they can immediately take another handoff action. This is their action for the turn. This can happen multiple times. So you could... Hand so you, off like five times, but you can't move. So no, you, you hand can. off. Okay, hand off action allows you to move and then do a handoff. Oh, okay, okay. So you can do as many handoffs in a turn as you want. Yeah. Oh, that seems fair. So if you have again, if you have this in your hand, you can just set up a chain and go all the way from the end zone. Hand sure. off, hand off, hand off, hand off, hand off, hand off. Touchdown, and you still get a throw. Yeah, that's great. It's a lot of dice rolls. But, sure, I get it. Standing offense. Ouch! Talk about bringing the pain. Timing. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players takes an action. For Effect. For this turn, you cannot make any blitz or pass actions. You're thinking, what? No blitz, no pass actions? Okay. However, each player on your team has the mighty blow skill until the end of turn. What? That's pretty damn brutal. Yeah, man, that I mean, it could be could be super wrecking of a team. I mean, it's not overly so. I mean, it's just one skill, but it's interesting. Yeah. Last second substitution. Technically, that's against the rules, but who's counting? Play at the start of a drive in which you're kicking before the kickoff. You can switch one of your players on the pitch with a player in the reserves box of your dugout. So, I read that one. Yeah. It's while you're kicking. Mm -hmm. So, is this like if you see the ball going somewhere, or if you find out that you're rolling a blitz action, you can sub somebody in? The way that I would probably use this is you put a crappy guy on the line, or maybe a skilled guy on the line that and they, they would want to set hit. up and hit mm -hmm. you, and then he's flopping you flip out with nobody, or you switch out with someone good to counteract it, or nobody so they die, or hmm. I don't know. Okay, it's it's not that good of a card compared to the other ones. Oh no, I agree. I don't. 
It's not that big of a deal. Uh, team talk. Looks like the head coach is giving his players a friendly pep talk. Are those thumb screws I can see? Timing. Play after a drive has ended. Effect. You immediately gain a team reroll. Then roll a D3. If the result is higher than the number of team rerolls you have left, you gain another. So potentially you could gain two rerolls. You, imme- yeah. you immediately gain a team reroll, then roll a D3. If the result is higher than the number of team rerolls you have left, gain another. Okay, so. Now, the first thing is, is you're probably worried about where do I get a D3? Well, you can go to both down. That's a good plug. Both down shop at bothdown.com and order a D3. It's our and, kickoff and, die. Our, and it's also a kickoff dice. But, <laughs> anyways. Um, so, if we say that inducement wise, rerolls are 100K, mm-hmm. it's essentially a 200K swing. Could be, yeah. Especially after they're all used. Definitely. I don't like it. And if you had this in your hand, you could really go balls out yeah. and do things. Yeah, okay. It's pretty crazy. Kingmaker play. Now that's teamwork. Staying out of the way so one guy can grab the glory. Play at the start of any of your turns before any of your players take an action. Pick a player on your team and make an action with them. Each time you make a dice roll for that player this turn, you can choose the result instead of rolling. Make any armor rolls and entry rolls as normal. However, you suffer a turnover immediately after that player finishes their action. You get to pick his dice? Uh Uh-huh. So you, you have to play it. Basically, your whole turn is just going to be one guy. So you play it at the beginning of your turn. Before anybody does anything, and after he finishes, your turn's over. But. But, So yes. I have a cage around the ball. Mm-hmm. I have, for some reason, I have a black orc down there. Mm-hmm. I could dodge into the cage and choose a six. Mm-hmm. I could pick up the ball and choose, or do two dodges, six and a six. Mm-hmm. Pick up the ball and a six. You could knock them down. If they were holding the ball. No, I'm saying the ball is on the ground and there's four guys around. Let's just say you're even worse than that. You're holding the ball. They can go into the cage, throw the dice. Okay. And and a dice roll for that player, you can choose the result. Yeah. So that includes block dice. So three dice uphill with a snotling. Go ahead and take them down on three pals. And then go over... (laughs) Pick up the ball on a six and go for it, making it each time. That seems pretty Skaven awesome. Gutter Runner. Yeah, that seems really... 11 movement cannot Surely fail. that's not right. It's exactly right. Okay, no, I'm saying... I'm saying it's... No, that's... No, that's... That's insane. That should be like a 4000 400,000K yeah. card in the old system. Imagine if you had a, a Skaven... And you just put one in the end zone, and you have your gutter runner. You know, what? How far can you throw? Thirteen. Yeah. So your gutter runner with a ball can basically almost be in your own end zone. Run up, go for it twice, throw the ball, get a six, and your guy just has to catch it. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. So if we're wrong on this, somebody correct us because I don't see how we're wrong. I don't think we are. I think the cards are wrong. Why would they do that? 
because they're trying to be cool. They think it. They're not thinking how to break stuff. They think, oh well, it's your one. You get to do one thing per your turn. Now, if it said only one time you can pick the die result, that'd be fine. But if you can do it every time, that's pretty crazy. And maybe that's what they meant because it does say any die roll. Hmm. It, does, it doesn't say only one die roll, but maybe they meant it like for any one die roll. Hmm. Let's see. Make any armor rolls and injury rolls as normal. However. Before that. You can choose the result in st- instead of rolling. For each time you yeah. make a okay, dice. So it does roll. say each. For that player's that player this turn, you can choose the result instead of rolling. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I do want to play with these rules just so I can get this one <laughs> time with, with a snotling. And just have him rule. Yeah. Wait, and then, and then what Scott's about a, freaking snotling came in, what about knocked a, down my war dancer. What about a foul? You would have an automatic armor break at least. Oh, well, it says armor. Well, no, it says roll. make any armor rolls. Yeah, and injury rolls is normal. Okay, true. Never mind. So we already said that. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't agree, fellas. Correct. All right, uh, let's move on. Round the clock training. Talk about dedication. I hear they even missed the pre-match party. Timing. Play this card instead of using a team reroll. You can re effect. You can reroll the dice as though you have spent a team reroll. Once the action has been resolved, roll a d6. On a one through four, this card is discarded. On a five or six, you can keep it and use it again. So potentially infinite rerolls. If you rolled five or sixes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my question is... Do is you if have you use to have this, a reroll to use it? No. I don't think so. And then could you use a team reroll in addition to this? No, because you can't reroll something twice. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking oh. about use this early on. Oh, dude. It says instead of using... I don't know. That's That should be made to where if you get a five or a six, you don't use the reroll. You get to keep the reroll, not the card. Mm-hmm. So then you have the possibility of keeping a reroll. And that'd be fine. But yeah, as that is worded, so because it does say instead of using a reroll, right? Right. So you'd have to have one in order to use one. But also the way it's worded, I mean, I don't know. Hmm. No, I don't know either. Awesome. Okay. Endurance training. It's not often you see players so keen to get back into the action. Play at the start of a drive before rolling to see whether any of your players recover from being KO'd. Instead of rolling for a player to recover from being KO'd, you can declare that they will automatically recover. You can do this for any of your KO'd players. Each player who recovers in this way is set up stunned. After you have set up your team, roll D6 for each stunned player on a 4+, plus. they are turned to prone instead. I believe this is an old card. Okay. Yeah. I think this not Magic Sponge, but there was something like this in the old one. Okay. 
I just didn't find it then. I yeah. was digging through there. Hmm. I think it was it was at least a hundred thousand dollar card though. It might have been two. Hmm. I wonder if it's in the good karma deck. All right. Uh promo tour. Just when you think you've seen enough. What? Let me let me start over. Just when you think you've seen enough hardback team biographies for one year. Timing. Play this at the start of the game before working out how many fans are supporting your team. Effect. Roll 3d6 instead of 2d6 to see how many fans turn up to support your team. When working out the winnings at the end of the match, add an additional d3 to the roll. That's While it's not game-breaking, it potentially could be brutal. Like on doubling somebody's score? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean... It's not major, but it's nice. I don't know. It potentially could be really bad. Right. And final one, off-color chant. We'd like to apologize to our viewers at home. It seems the team have been teaching their crowd some choice new words. Play at the start of the game immediately before the first kickoff. Roll a d6 before each kickoff that happens during the match and add your fame. On a six or more, your opponent loses a team reroll. Every kickoff. <laughs> you can take a team reroll. Every, Every kickoff. Hmm. Including the first one. Hmm. So if you got a plus two on fame, luckily. Yeah. Huh. I, it, you like it, huh? I don't like it. <laughs> but I'm trying to think how damaging it is. How often did someone score? And is it just for the half? Because it doesn't necessarily say for the half. No, I think it's for the game. If it's a game, that's stupid. Because if you have three re-rolls, bam, you lose one on the first kickoff. Bam, you lose one in the second half. You have one re-roll. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. So, again, if these are meant to where you just pick a deck and choose cards from, are you going to pick any other deck but that? Oh, definitely not. Ever. Here's what yeah. I wish they would do. There's a part of me. There's a small part. Now, we do not use these in our league. No. And I know the new rules say that you grab two cards and you have a fun little matchup. And, mm-hmm. I, and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to show the mayhem of the Blood Bowl world. I get all that. There is a small part of me that wants to try these cards. If we could put sleeves on them, shuffle all, all of them into one big pile, and go. Yeah. At least then I could say that there's 70 cards and there's some really good ones and there's some so-so ones. And then it's luck of the draw. And then I'm not so upset. But the fact that, like, I know there's this deck and this deck. Yeah. What would you ever take from some of the other decks? I would never. This is almost like power creep where you have to buy the new stuff because it's so much better than the old stuff. (laughs) In a lot of ways, yeah. And, and... It bothers me that in typical Games Workshop fashion, I don't mind them being bigger cards, but to my knowledge, there's not sleeves out there for these. 
Uh, someone found some that were pretty close. Okay, but the, they're not perfect. They're no. not perfect, no. and m- maybe this is all part of Games Workshop's deal. They're going to come out with their own sleeves. And plus, they're clear, so they're not special back, so you can hide them. Oh well, they're clear. So I think they're for See, a different type of game yeah. or sports collectible. I don't know. I I could handle these being totally random and some of them broken and some not if they all went into one deck. And then you drew your card and go, oh, I got a dirty trick and Kinda. I got a benefits of a team training. And but I can't handle it when you say, Scott, pick one of these. Do you want do you want the quarter, a nickel or a dime deck? In mm-hmm. there? And, well, why would I not take the quarter deck? I don't or know. The dollar coin deck. Or the do- yeah, exactly. It's like I guess I'll take from the dollar coin deck. Okay, mm-hmm. are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Why would I want the dime deck? I don't know. It'd be fun. It could be funny. Mm-hmm. You could get a knife <laughs> for for one drive for one of your players. Uh yeah. No. That that's not my a only problem. Not one hundred percent. I can. I really. I've kind of like buried the past of like me totally hating these. If they were all in one pile and I didn't know what I was getting, but I could almost I'm not deal a with fan it. of then the game. Being decided by cards on cards. Sure, I get that. Because th- this isn't even touching. What was the? But there used to be a the time. one that the Blitzmania card where you could catch up. We should go over those sometime. Well, I don't but, think I have those. Yeah, we got them. We did. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody give them to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I guess we have them then. Yeah. I didn't even know we had them. We sure do. Okay, but um. There's a card there that no matter how much you're losing by, if you score, you tie it up. What? Yeah. Okay, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, there you go. New <laughs> new cards. Hopefully you enjoyed that. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, all the stuff they're making for Games Workshop, since we're talking about this, yeah. these are the things I've been buying lately. Like... They're cool. There's a lot of cool fluff in them. It's like the troll. It's a cool pose. It's a great sculpt. It's not what I want to own for my to put on the field. I don't think so it's I didn't a cool buy pose either. It's a I dynamic like, pose. Like it is I, dynamic. I'm saying yes. if it was a little statue. Oh yeah. Let's say it was a blind bag, one yeah. of those little toy things, and and I pulled that guy. That's cool looking. Yeah. I don't want it on the field though. If that makes sense. No, I get it. I don't like that his fist is like right in front of his face. Well, that's the. I mean, right. But I don't like that any of the star player guys have don't have two feet on the ground. The one leggedism, all that. That's getting old. It is. But did you see that they're putting out the Bright Crusaders at Forge World? Yes. And, I kind of like them. And they have like regular heads, different and they, chest plates, and different heads. Different chest plates and different heads. <sighs> But Once again, you would, it's through Forge World. So it's stupid expensive. So it's stupid expensive, stupid shipping, and you can't get in your stores. No. And then you have to go and buy a regular human team to add to them. Oh, is it just the plates yeah. to put on there? it's just the plates and the heads. Oh, I thought... It's it, not the team. It's I just thought it was kit. the team with the different things. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should have sold that about the same time. You think? Because now everybody has all those. <laughs> Well, I think this is kind of smart because if you bought a team, if you bought the new game. And you glued them together, now you can buy the Reekland Reavers. And now you can the, buy the, yeah, a box set. And, I mean, whatever. Like like anyone ever needs two different human teams. Uh, some, Coming from some, the guy who has 
I think too I have many. four. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need them. How often do we play humans? Uh, about once every two years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. But I've been buying these special play cards because, like, the last batch, the Hall of Fame ones, changed up the fluff. Mm-hmm. These really didn't do much of that. So I was kind of disappointed a little bit. Yeah. Because at least the last ones were like, you know, Zug's necklace or whatever it was. Yeah. These don't really have much on it. I but, still think they should be adding new star players in each one. Oh, like in a card format? Yeah. Even if it was Zug on a card or... Yeah, like, well, we already have Zug from the base set. But any of the new ones. Sure. I, I agree with you. Uh, the ones that are in the back of the book for... Yeah. So we get... Um, uh, Roxanne and Dark now and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, a few of those every time it should happen. You would think. And since we're just complaining about that, I think every time they release a box set, they should have a Team of Legend thing in there. And they should have Team because of Legend thing and new cards. That might make me buy them. Yeah. Because I don't need the Reclaimed Reavers, but if they had a Team of Legend in there with all that stuff, even though I could download it, I'm stupid enough that I could just go buy it I, myself. I love that the game came with those cards for each position mm-hmm. that said the position and the value and stuff. If they had different ones of those with each box, that'd give me reason to open the boxes. Mm-hmm. Sort of. I'm waiting for something else to come out through Forge World that I really want, and then finally break down and spend some money. Not because- Death Roller? I want a death roller, but I'm not going to order just one expensive death roller for expensive shipping. So I'm going to wait until there's like two or three things. And I know what's going to happen. It's just going to be sold out. doesn't matter. The shipping doesn't matter. You don't save any money. Oh, you don't? Not at all. You don't save money by extra people or it is based on weight. 100%. So you don't save any money by ordering multiple things together at the same time. Okay, well. Yeah. I want to buy everything you got, but it's got to go through the store, fellas. Yeah, goes to the store, we'll buy it. I've <laughs> been I've been consistent. I bought one of everything that's come through Brian's store. I did sick for the troll. I didn't do that one cuz I just didn't. I don't need it. But. I'm just trying to support the store since he's supporting no, the No, I, I get that. I just we are not used to this Forge World stuff, and I guess 40k is and all the other lines are because I guess they just this is GW's way of saying you buy directly from us for expensive prices and we make all the money. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously working because they're going to keep doing it forever. But I guess I'm just going to miss out on some stuff. Yep. The old grouchy guy in me. Same here. I really don't need a death roller. No, I mean, not at all. When's the last time you played with one of those? I have, I've never played with one. I almost did it at Oklahoma Bowl. Or There's I mean the, Spiky the, Cup. Almost. It is. We can get into that some other time. But it's the worst piece in the game. Yeah, but that new one looks... It looks slick. amazing. Yeah. I, I think I'd hate to put it together myself. but I wouldn't. I'd just pay someone to do it. Exactly. I just paid $100 to have a figure mailed, put together, and painted. Who's that? No, I'm saying I would oh. if I did that. Oh, I got you. I'd just be like, that's what I'm doing, paying 100 bucks for this, being done. All right. I got you. All right. That wraps up this special play cards and our traditional gripe at GW <laughs> segment because we're two old guys who just played Blood Bowl for 20 years. No, we just know how to do stuff right. That's how I see it. I've played Blood Bowl for almost 30 years. Okay. So we're going to get past that and uh, we'll be back to talk about our league in the next segment. And this segment, we're going to be talking about the Central Oklahoma Blood Bowl League. C-O-B-B-L, Cobble. The, co- the Cobble. 
Cobble, cobble, cobble. Oh, that's our our mascot should be a turkey. It was almost going to be the Greater Oklahoma Blood Bowl League. Greater, which would be gobble. gobble. Huh? But I didn't want to do that. I almost like that better. Shut up. (laughs) Cobble's pretty good. I like cobble. Anyways. So if you haven't heard us talk about it before, it is our league that we have been running since January. Mm-hmm. And um, you say we've been running it. Really, you have been running it. Oh, well, yes. You I and uh, Anthony. I've been running it. Uh, one of the new guys, Anthony, has really stepped up the game. And he'll probably be, probably be running it mostly next time if I can talk him into it. Sure. I think you guys had a co-commission it. Yeah. Well, in the rules, I have it set up that there's one commissioner and then there's a trio of people who make the decisions and blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Am I in any of that? Yeah, you're in the three. Oh. Yay, I'm something. No one's asked who's in the three yet. Just, <laughs> I kind of left it ambiguous. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll deal with that later. Gotcha. So we've been running it. As I said, we're doing, we basically just stole Austin's format. Uh, three months open league where you play. We've gotten together every Wednesday. It was going to be every other Wednesday, but there was enough interest that we just did did it every Wednesday. But you can play anyone, anywhere, at any time. Uh, But most of the games are played at league night. Sure. And we have, I think, 13, 14, 15 coaches that have played. There's a few coaches that's either been to league night only once because they work with other people. Yeah. And there's a few of them... There's one or two that's made up teams that I've never seen. Yeah, there's one guy that made up some teams. He's never shown up. He's played some games, though, right? No. Oh, there's okay. one guy who played none. This is Vincent. Uh, one guy came a couple of times, but uh, his job makes it where he's just too far away. And I guess he's been busy, so he hasn't really tried to do that. Right. Another guy came, and he had really bad luck. He like started about the middle of the season. And... Uh, that's the great thing about an open league is you can just kind of start whenever you want. Was this Nick? Yeah. And then he got destroyed. Like two or three times in a row he Horrible. got destroyed. The worst luck I have ever seen. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And then we have a, had a couple of people that played like one or two games. Right. So the way it works is we have three months open and then anyone who's played between four and ten games can go into the championship tournament in the fourth month. So April is the fourth month. And we've started our championship tournament. And we had 10 teams going into it. Right. I and was the number one seed going you, into this. You were absolutely with what? With uh, Pro Elves. Exactly. Pro Elves. Oh, please. Come on. After this podcast, we're, next month we're going to be talking about <laughs> how I got my butt kicked. But that's okay. Probably. Uh, I I was playing ogres and chaos pact, and I took the ogres into the new into the playoffs and lost my first game. Which I don't understand why you did that. I don't know why you didn't take your pact. I just wanted to play them. Okay, I like the pact. I just give them another season to level up. We'll see. Sure, I, I played pro elves all ten games because you could play max of ten games, mm-hmm. and I played three games with my goblins, and surprisingly won two out of the three games. Yes, but um. Goblins just still aren't fun. I love goblins. Ugh. Ugh. I get it. Ugh. Uh, so we're now down to the semifinals. So there's only four teams left. Mm-hmm. You are playing against Scott Hess yes. and his vampire team, the Order of the Blackened Denarius. Right. 
And I am the uh, Youthland United Unicorns. And then we have Anthony, who's playing his team Bambulance, which is Lizards. And he has been told about his team name. It's fluffy to him. No, it's themey. It's themey, yes. It's themey, and I understand. But I wouldn't say it's fluffy. For, However, uh, for the old world Blood Bowl universe, Anthony is the one who does all the recaps and he's really gotten into it and he's made <laughs> memes and he made the playoff schedule. So uh, Anthony's actually put more fluff into the league than anybody. <laughs> so is... it's hard to say, like, your team's not fluffy enough for Scott. <laughs> right. But you've you've ran uh, you've done team updates and you've done breakdowns of games that are really awesome for the yeah. league. It's really cool that he's doing this because he's doing what I'd like to do, but just haven't had the time. Yeah. It's a lot of effort. And, um, but it's really cool to read. Like he goes through everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing, um, the David, David, who's, what was his team? The moonshiners, oh. Oklahoma moonshiners, Oklahoma. Yeah. Kind of like Oklahoma, but yeah, it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma, moonshiners and they're human they're human so we have on one side of the bracket we have pro elves and vampires and then on the other side we have lizards and humans so it should be an interesting matchup the lizards are the heavy odds on favorites because they have a lot of block the vampires are probably the favorites because they have uh, three vampires with all pro (laughs) yeah so scott is (laughs) this is one of those times in blood bowl there's always that that league matchup or some type of matchup, if you've played in leagues where you like you go up against somebody and you only have like 11 or 12 players and then you're maybe you're a halfling team and you play some dwarves and you still have to give them inducements because it's a new dwarf team. And you're going like, how the hell do I give them 200K in inducements? Right. That's what's going to happen in our matchup. <laughs> I have a bad feeling the number one seed pro elves are going to go down because my team's expensive. I only have 11 players. I have, like, three really good players. Yeah. But you can't do a lot with three people on the field. Unless you're vampires. <laughs> well, <laughs> Scott's team has a bench, and I'm giving him, like, 190K in inducements. Yeah, so, because they're vampires, and thralls are super cheap. Yeah. So I'm not – I'm going to try my best, but I'm not counting it away. I, I would rather be in his coaching shoes than mm. mine. But you got to play the game, so we'll see what happens. We played once. It wasn't a game. I mean, what's weird about this league format of the open league, you know, I've really been playing it wrong. Yeah. You should just be worried about skilling up. This was something we were going to mention, but yeah. It is very odd that all you really want to do is skill players instead of win. You don't want to so much worry about the wins, that's for sure. Or sacrifice a guy to get the win. Not really. Yeah. Um, now, we say that. However, at the end of this past season, we ran into an issue with the playoffs. Because we said that we were just going to give people, you know, the top seed a buy to make it an even number to do the playoffs. But Scott pointed out correctly that if we did that, then he couldn't conceivably getting a buy into the final game. Because we didn't have it set up right, so we had to adjust it to where now you get a we give buys to teams from the top seed down in order so that we have eight player eight teams right. to go into. <clears throat> we basically turned into sixteen team bracket yes. with a lot of buy slots in there, except for the guys that had to kind of play into the top eight. Exactly, and that's the better way of saying it. So. Um, 
I mean, that worked out a lot better. I and mean, it does give us an incentive now to want to win, to have better. Sure. I mean, under that format, it's. I'm glad I still had the number one seed. I mean, that's something to say about the regular season, mm-hmm. having that, even though it was through tiebreakers I got the number one seed. But, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think it's really cool, but at the same time, I think if I play next season, which I will, I'm going to look at it totally different. And we also have to see how rebuying the team is going to work. Right. Because you do get extra money for wins versus losses. Sure. And we're going to probably talk about that on the podcast, too. We'll have to because we're not really sure how that works yet. (laughs) No, not at all. So it's going to be interesting if we lose players or if we actually earn enough money to. Yeah. I still predict that Scott Hess is going to win it all. Just on the fact that he's a good player. So far, he hasn't taken a lot of injuries, and every other team that's left in the bracket, he's going to be getting about 200K in inducements to. That was very and true. a good player with some inducements is, but it uh, is pretty pl- deadly. It is playoffs. You cannot get a star player or mercenaries. You can't, but in our league, you can get wizards still. We've kind of grandfathered in some of the old inducements. Yeah, that might be going away. That's pretty big. I don't know if it should go away, but I don't... I I think maybe we should neuter it down to what I've always wanted. Wizard, Fireball, 100K. I still think that's... I don't know. It's so iffy, though. Man, the last last Wizards I've had and I've used Fireball have been so good that it's like... Hess took a Fireball in the last game he played and did not get either person. Really? Neither one. I really don't know what to do with the state of Blood Bowl with the GW rules mm-hmm. and the play tested rules. I still think the play tested rules are the way to go. Yes. But you have so many new players and our league is about half and half. We have half veterans. Well actually yeah. we got new more newbies than probably us veterans. I would think so. Um I don't know. It's very interesting. It's been fun. Like I said, next season I might play a little bit different. I I might care more about my players, which is really hard to role play. Because I've played this whole season as those players on the pitch want to win. Because yeah. why would anybody want to lose? Instead of playing the game of, i got to just try to work on getting this guy skilled up and this guy skilled up. And I think it goes from going from like an NBA style or NFL style of play to an NBA style of play. I agree with you. You just play that first half of the season not to be completely out of it. And then you worry about playoffs the last half. There's definitely... I'm never probably ever going to try to win a game by keeping a guy on the pitch. You know, like through it, he gets knocked out, but there's only two plays left. I'm going to save that apothecary in case he gets killed later Mm -hmm. or somebody else gets killed later. I'm going to think long-term, I guess, instead of worrying about the short term. So, Yeah. What game did I see? I saw... I guess it was Tony playing uh, the undead team that Rod... Was it Tony and Rod that played... Mm, yes. Okay. Yes. So the Bambulance, the Lizards, played against... The Brain Smashers. The Brain Smashers undead team. And he was tearing them up left and right. But they kept getting regen after regen after regen. I don't... I, I really want Apothecaries to work after a game. Like if you still have it, you yes. can use it afterwards? Yes. Because it kills me... That an undead team, who's already really good, just with no skills, gets regen and can bring back their players. Like, he took 
four. He took out mummies three times, and each time they came back. But that's so rare. It's not rare when it's 50-50. It's rare if I get to play with the undead. For you, yes. But, <laughs> or, or the necro or the Kimry. Just saying, it doesn't... Yeah. My, being on my side of it, I mean, it rarely works 50% of the time. Yeah. But I know it's supposed to. An apothecary technically works 50% of the time, too. If it's a serious injury or something. And you can only use it once. For the... It's if we're going to talk about apothecaries. For it only being... 50k and you can use it anywhere at any time yeah you can recover a ko i i get what you're saying about using it after the game yeah but i don't like that yeah here's where i don't like it i i like i'm okay if it was a miss next game but i don't like it on the permanent injury stuff that's the important stuff i know that is and that's why to me it's a very tactical thing of when do you decide to use the apothecary Mm mm-hmm now, maybe if the apothecary was worth 100k team value, then you could use it at any time. Yeah, but how much is a regen worth? I don't know. I'm just 10K saying. 10k? Yeah. If that? Yeah. I'm fine with the way apothecary And you can is. use it every time they get injured in every game? Sure. That's, they're just a higher tier one team. That's just how it is. I don't know. Anyways. Sure. That's we, my, just, my, we just differ. This has nothing to do with the league. <laughs> it has nothing but. to do with the league. Except we're going to make some rules changes. There was that, um, the playoff thing. There's a couple other things that we have to kind of address. But overall, it's ran pretty smooth. And it's interesting to actually be able to go and play Blood Bowl every Wednesday. It is. And I've I've been the odd man out. So there's been weeks that I've just sat around, done nothing, which is fine. I'm really scared that it's going to, as long as it continues, it's going to take the place of our home league. I don't see any reason for it. No reason for a home league? No. I see no reason why it would take the place of it. It's a whole different I, I don't know. I just, since we've started the league, our home league guys, which are home buddies, I mean, they like to stay at home. They don't yeah. like to come out to the shop. They haven't participated in the league nights. And I don't know. Maybe we just love Blood Bowl more than them because. Duh, that's obvious. We've said this many times. <laughs> and again. We're doing a podcast for Blood Bowl. I think it's apparent. We put on tournaments for Blood Bowl. Huh. We run a league for Blood Bowl. Hmm. I would say we care about the game a little bit more than the other people. That's true. Now, if you're in for some strange reason, if you are out there and you want to come watch the finals of our Blood Bowl league, <laughs> it's going to happen on uh, April 29th. We're during... hoping, actually, on International Tabletop Day yeah, to we're... do it then. We're going to have it up at the store. Steve's got his Pro Box kit. We're going to break out. We're going to tell people, but yeah. Well, I want to tell people here. Yeah. Because if they want to drive up and play some tabletop games yeah. or drive in from maybe Dustin wants to drive in, him That's and John, true. for a day and play tabletop games with us. Hey, there you and go. And they can watch the finals. So That's actually a good point. You don't have the kids that weekend, so we could actually play all what all day there right yeah i think i'm gonna run a demo of ice cool so uh <laughs> that'd be interesting because he wants us to run some games if possible at least he asked me to so it needs to be a sign-up sheet so you can get people to sign up at what time he's going he's gonna he's i gotta let him know like oh, the okay. next couple of days he's no, gonna make a chart should be like a sign up okay this yeah. table this okay sure yeah cool. he's doing all that Way ahead of you, Steve. But yeah, if you'd like to come out and watch and see a Pro Box kit, I'm, I really, 
I really hope I can beat Scott Hess because I want to be the first guy to play on that field with all the. Yeah, I did get the pro box. I was going to do a review of it, but uh, kind of forgot about that. <laughs> That's okay. We can uh, still review it. We'll do it in shout outs. Yeah. Speaking of, we wrapped up on this. We're wrapped up. Not much to say. I mean, there's a lot to say. We don't really want to just go over the team matches like other podcasts do because we know. So who do you think wins the other side? Lizards? Oh, Lizards, yeah. Lizards all the way? Of the teams left, I think it's going to be Lizards. I really think you're going to pull it out against Hess. Golly. Just because it's L's. I'll I'll buy you dinner. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to buy you dinner if I win. Okay, you know. Texas Roadhouse dinner. That's how important it is to me. I'm down. Okay. But we'll see. I only have 11 guys. That's where it's going to kill me. Yeah. I agree. Pro L's are so hard to keep healthy. It's just like you're Norse. Yeah. But you only need two of them to score. I played them before and lost two to one, so we'll see. Um, I, I would have a better chance if I didn't have to give him two hundred k. Oh yes, sense. absolutely. That's where I'm scared. No, yeah. If he's smart, he's taking wizard and just sitting on it. Or under the new rules, if he's smart, he could save, take his money, and buy a uh, halfling chef and steal my rerolls. That'd be yeah. pretty, that'd be pretty brutal too. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't like this scenario. No, but he's bound to have bad luck. with all those Eventually. vampires with pro is really hard too. He has not had bad luck yet at all. Yeah, maybe maybe it's time. Oh yeah. The man comes around. <laughs> Nuffle comes around. <laughs> Nuffle comes down. Yep, we wrap this up. We'll be back with some shout outs. And now it's time for Shout outs. What's that? Shout outs. Do it again. Shout out! A little bit higher. Outs. Higher. Higher? I don't think I could do that. <laughs> Shout outs! Okay, God, no. Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I shouldn't have done that. I was just hoping his brain would explode like scanners. <laughs> scanners. <laughs> First up, shout out to Oofta Bowl. Oofta. This is a tournament ran in... Is that Duders? This is Duders, which is what? Minnesota? Wisconsin? Dude. <laughs> wherever Fantasy Flight Games is. Don't put me on the spot. You don't know either, do you? Pretty sure it's Wisconsin. <laughs> it's wherever the Fantasy Flight Game headquarters is. Steve's going to look it up while I go over the rest of the details. Um, it's on June 24th, 2017. It's only $15 in advance or $20 otherwise. That's really a cheap tournament. Rules in a nutshell. Only 24 regular teams. Uh, 1.15k for your uh, team build plus 12 skill, 12 skills skill package. There's a custom star player called Hoofda, who's a Minotaur. All right, you ready for this? It's Minnesota. It's Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Um, Roseville, Minnesota. Roseville, Minnesota. Of course, it's right there. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. Um, I was confusing with Michigan. That's my bad. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, this Hoof. Hoofda is a Minotaur. That's 260, 6528. Loner Frenzy, Thick Skull, Mighty Blow, Horns, Leap. What? Very long legs, tackle, throw teammate, always hungry, and fan favorite. A star player may make up the 11th player on your team. It's a four round Swiss tournament. So, Derek, or as we know him everywhere as Duder, um, it's almost as crazy as your guy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a lot more expensive than my guy. 
He has made up all these did you knows that he's been sending out to people who signed up for his tournament, and it goes through the origin of Ufta. Oh yeah, and like he's a he's a bull that uh, goes into like this dark elf stadium and um, causes havoc, and then all the fans like kills a bunch of fans and players, and then all the fans are demanding to have closer seats to the action, <laughs> and then there's like another did you know where this guy is tracking down his runaway uh, minotaur. And the stadium owner says, like, he was too popular. He's my bull now. And then it goes on and on to, like, basically this team called the Wasteland Wilds, which is like a Chaos Pack team. It, it origins up this Chaos Pack team with Hoofta on it. Okay. And um, how his owner gets magically transformed into the ogre. And then, anyways, they start playing Blood Bowl and stuff. It, it's really cool. Did you knows? He put a lot of work into it. And he's wrote all this little story that goes with uh, his fluff of his tournament. Not only does he do, do Ufta Bowl, he does Stunty Ufta Stud Bowl, I guess is how it's, this is pronounced. This is also on Sunday, so the day after Ufta Bowl. It's also at Fantasy Flight Games in where? Where's it at, Steve? Roseville. Roseville what? Minnesota. Minnesota. It's only $10. Uh, they're using the 16 Stunty League teams, I guess, from Fumble. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, same... Uh, he has a twelve uh, skill skill package. So that would not be NAF approved. Not an NAF approved uh, star player may make up the eleventh as well, and it's only three rounds. So everybody's copying this popular format. It's amazing. Who, huh? Who's who's like the big guys that started that popular format? I don't know. Were they from Oklahoma? Maybe might have been us like four years ago, five years ago, probably. six years ago, yeah, five. something like that. Five years ago, maybe it yeah. was us. I yeah, don't know. Could have been. I mean, Man, such originators. Yeah. Anyways, go up there. I, I love everything I've heard. Dude, who runs a great tournament. Everybody, he's a great guy. Everybody he's that I've heard, of, and yeah, he's an awesome dude. So, I love whenever I see pitches now, where they've got the split sides, so you can play them on either way, long side ways lines or side, or yeah. end zone way. Yeah. And uh, you know, those all came from us. Yeah, we're pretty so, smart. We're, we're pretty clever. We're pretty clever dudes. So we're waiting for someone to steal the kickoff die idea oh that's gonna happen in a second someone's already stolen your art a couple <laughs> times by accident it was by accident i was really kind of butthurt at first and then i realized that they probably really did it by accident so yeah. it's pretty awesome though that it comes up in maybe like a google search it's like a mm-hmm. orc lo- you know orc logo or whatever so um we did kind of want to give a shout out to iron golems uh, the pro box came in it is awesome looking We'll probably go into that more in depth later, because honestly, I haven't put it all together yet. <laughs> Been busy. You don't have a, you have like about ten days to get that thing going. Yeah, it might take me that long. <laughs> no, it's it's not that bad. It's just there's a lot to it, and I want to make sure I have room to set everything up. Sure, I get that because I know I need to know how to put it together and how to take it down and put it back together. Definitely, that's taking the hard it part. down and putting it up where you can. Reuse it is really important. I can't wait to get these dark elves painted, though. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. I love those dark elves. That's a Kickstarter that, while I don't need any of that stuff, I'm kind of jealous that you Same got here. It. I didn't need any of it, but really happy with it. Sure. Um, wanted to also give a shout-out to Evan Valdyke. He went to Adepticon, got me a Crack and Crumbleberry. Oh. Well, so that I'm was cool. Glad he didn't ask me. He was only able to get one. Oh, sure, sure. Well, it's true. Everybody goes to you first. You get bacon crackers in the mail. Uh, that get, was my you next get dice. shout out. You get However, dice in the mail. Evan 
got ogres from me. He's the one who painted my ogre team. Sure. That's why. Everybody loves the Kilowoggy. Yeah, they do. It, it, what's funny is, is they help you out all the time, and they give you free comic books if they're from Canada. And they do all this stuff, but mm-hmm. at tournaments, they always come and talk to me. And if they want to go have a little fun, they come with me. Because you're like, you're the stick in the mud. I'm the cool guy. Pretty sure I was the one who went to level 257 in Chicago. Um, I was drunk. Okay. So, who had the better time? Me. I played pinball. What night was that? That was the Friday. What was I doing? I don't honestly know. I was I playing Secret ta- Hitler. Oh, you just want to stick around and play games. Yeah, I think I stuck around and played games. Yeah, I think right. that was more of a save money thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, so speaking of bacon crackers, Ken Hinchliffe, he was nice enough to send us a care package. So bacon crackers, which anybody in Canada, if you get some bacon dippers... And want to send them to us? You're more than happy to do so. More than welcome. Uh, we, we really don't need that because we're trying to lose weight. We are. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, but the bacon crackers are so damn good. I like <laughs> they, are, them. they are pretty tasty. Um, he also sent us some, um, are they called Kinder Eggs? Because they didn't have any toys in them. But they're like the eggs with, there was an Oreo so I would a, I would say that they're close to like a Cadbury cream egg, except yeah. they had different stuff inside of them. So one was an Oreo one, mm-hmm. and one was chocolate chip cookie dough or something like that. Chips Ahoy, That's yeah. What it was. I'm it was sorry, a brand. you're right. It was Chips Ahoy and an Oreo one. Not a fan. <laughs> they're really rich. Yeah, they are. Like I thought, American food or like American candy is like, oh, you know, we're fat slobs in America. Eesh. Canadians. <laughs> they were okay. No, they're fine. But one of them was really good, though. You like the Chips Ahoy one a lot. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah, the other one just just too much. And he wanted us to try the. Oh crap! I don't remember what it was called. But it was a a red cream soda. Oh yeah, that was um. It was a Canadian cream soda. Yeah, what was it called? We drank it. It was good. Was it, it crush? It, okay. Was it? It was a crush cream something red yeah. cream soda. It tasted just like we have a thing down here called Big Red. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not Oklahoma. It's probably a southern soda though. Yeah. But it's called Big Red. It was around for a while, big time, and then Dr you, Pepper bought it. And it's still around. You can still not buy as it. much. You can still find it at some grocery yeah. stores. But it tasted exactly like that, which I like Big Red every now and then. So thumbs up. And if we had a game night. So there was four of us guys, and we yeah, split it four ways. Yeah, we made the mistake of opening up on with other guys who was like, "Can I have some of that?" Yeah, it was four guys split in one can. It was enough for me. That was enough. <laughs> Childhood story: We'd go over to Robert's house, and sometimes he would like have candy around. And this is Robert, who was on the podcast talking about second edition and fluff. Um, and he would always be kind and say, "Like anybody want to split this?" And a lot of times we were like. It's one candy bar. You know, we just go, sure, no, go mm-hmm. ahead. And, you know, it's just one candy bar. And that happened for years. So he got he got credit for being nice, and he got to eat the whole candy bar. <laughs> right. And a lot of times he would stock up egg rolls. And, of course, when we were younger, we didn't like egg rolls at all. Yeah. You know, cabbage and all that stuff. And he made one egg roll. And it's like, dude, you know we don't want an egg roll. Just eat your damn egg rolls. Finally, we kind of figured it all out at the same time. Like, 
yeah, we're going to start telling him we want some. Right. And there was a few times where he, <laughs> he asked, like, on a fun size Snickers bar <laughs> and stuff like that. There was, like, four of us there. It was me, me, Gary, and our buddy Sean. And, yeah, we would like some. And, like, you could see the look on his face, like, damn what? it. And then, like, he'd be cutting it up with his Fun knife. size. Yeah, I mean, dude, for real. <laughs> it was good times. Uh, Busting your friend's balls in junior high and high school. Yeah. Good times. And sometimes you still do that when you're 43. I think you pretty much always do. Yeah. That's, all, that's half the point of this podcast. <laughs> um, Anything else for shouting out? Uh, again, we do have our shop open, so please feel free to go to bothdown.com, look at the shop. Seriously, there's been a lot of people that actually have serious conversations with us and like, you know, we really appreciate your podcast or we really love your tournaments. We've heard a lot of good feedback from all that stuff. And they're like, I just thought of the other is day. Is there anything we can do? Yeah. If you really want to support the podcast, go buy some, get, get the gift of yeah. the dice and Buy some block dice. Even yeah, if we don't really want them. donations. Like, just give us money. We want to give you something back. So. Well, I will say we'll take them. If, we will absolutely take your money. Because I've learned that you don't... If somebody wants to give you a blessing, you just take it. But we really prefer we give you something back. Yeah. So, if you want to support the podcast for the next year or so, buy some of those dice. Buy some of those D6s. We'll send them to you. You really do help us out. And it makes it easier on me now than... Because having to go through emails and get stuff set up and... Now I can just print it off, ship it out, sure. be done. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that you set that up. So, um, I didn't see a, a both down T-shirt on there, but you need to set that, that is up. not on there. So, but you got to start somewhere. We got dice. I don't and know. How, I don't know how to do the shipping well. Okay, so I got you. Shipping is currently set to five dollars flat for U.S., ten dollars flat everywhere else. Right, so you could eat it on some countries and yeah. be okay on others. So. For the most part, for the what I'm sending, it's not going to be too bad. If I put in a T-shirt and try to send that to Italy or Australia, sure, uh, then we'll keep it simple. Yeah, if you want a T-shirt or something, you can just message us. Yeah, email us. I can always figure that out too. Other than that, um, we are, as we teased, going to be running another tournament, June 24th. That's right. See, um, the goblins just can't see, get enough. They, right. They feel like the hats were not enough. They were just too fancy of a party. So, the so goblins, they want to have an all-out party. Yeah, the goblins feel slighted. So, you know, every year they do their best. It's mayhem, which is what everybody loves in Blood Bowl. It's chaos, which is what everybody loves in Blood Bowl. You even hear people that come to our tournaments saying, like, Oklahoma Bowl's great, and I take it really serious, but I have a lot of fun at Spiky. Right. And then the goblins only get 40 people. And so they're, like, mad. They're like, how do them, how do them orcs get so many people? Mm-hmm. So one goblin said to the other guys, like, well, I know how we can beat them stupid orcs. We'll just do another five tournament. And five plus five... It's 10. It's better than Oklahoma Bowl 6. And in some weird goblin logic, we are going to run Spiky Cup 5.5. Right. So there you go. New colors of dice. Yes. We're going to do it this year. This is really our excuse to catch us up because the Spiky Cup happened after the first year of Oklahoma. This -hmm. will now sync everything up, give us an extra tournament to run. And then next year when we have Oklahoma Bowl weekend, we don't have to repeat that it's Oklahoma Bowl 7 and Spiky Cup 6. It's Oklahoma Bowl weekend 
7. Yeah. And it has Spiky Cup 7 or Oklahoma Bowl 7, all yeah. the same thing. This has nothing to do with with uh, Chessex messing up dice and sending us uh, the wrong color of uh, Spiky Cup 5 dice. This has nothing to do nothing with that. Nothing to do with that. I mean, nothing at all. No. I mean... However... If somebody sent you maybe the wrong dice that were the wrong colors... And they let you keep them. You might as well like use them. Yeah, might as well use them for something. And if like you a could, tournament, if you could work it into fluff mm-hmm. for something you were wanting to do anyways, right? Why not just do it now? I mean, it's going to look like the other ones. They have the five and they have a hat, but that's the. I mean, it's five point five. You got to put them together, right? And goblins aren't going to change clothes. No. It's been a couple months. Yeah, they've changed colors. This yeah. is all that happened. <laughs> exactly. So you like how that works, guys? Yeah, it's good enough. Um, See what fluff does? Yes, it justifies anything. It sure does. <laughs> uh, but yes, it, it'll be a fun tournament. Uh, I think my plan is to incorporate aspects of all of the other spiky cups into this one. It's going to be scars approved. Yes, it is going to be scars because we okay. have plenty of time. It's going to still be a three round tournament. So yeah. you people who are driving in, if you want to drive in. I think the idea right now is, is to run a three-game tournament, just like we did. Let the points lay as they go. Uh, yeah, and then everybody maybe split up, go grab you a bite to eat, and come back and play board games at Wizards. Because so, yeah. there's been people who said, I'd like to get a board game with y'all. Or, I hear that you're on Facebook you know, messaging out playing board games. It'd be fun. Yeah. Well, here's the tournament. Come on up. Even if you're coming from afar, you can stay the night. And, and if for some reason we don't play board games, we might just do a live podcast or something. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out at the time. I'll, I'll mall down for some board games. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll probably be a lower price point, not do any prizes or anything. Just kind of a get-together, do uh, probably certificates, and maybe order some pizza for lunch. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see we don't know goes. yet. We're not a hundred percent sure. We just we just now got the date in today. Yeah. So uh, look for the rules maybe in the next couple weeks. Should be. And uh, we're kind of excited about it. Wizards uh, is excited too. No, yeah. We're doing another tournament. So other than that, we've had a lot of emails. I should have been writing people's names down. Hadn't really thought of it until recently. <laughs> uh, so sorry about that, everyone who has emailed. Uh, we have been getting back to people, so that's good. Other than that. Uh, have not seen any new reviews on iTunes, so we can't read those to anybody. Yeah, I guess you guess if there don't are, care anymore. If you have from another country or if you have and we just haven't seen it for some reason, take a screenshot, email it to us, be happy to read it out. Uh, I've gotten quite a bit of people messaging me saying like how cool my art was for the Rock Cup little comic. Mm-hmm. And I I appreciate the feedback. I mean I see all my flaws, but it's really cool. Scott will always see his flaws, but Scott does amazing work. I've had a couple of people say, like, it is amazing how you drew those characters just like the miniatures look like. The truth is, is I never saw the miniatures, guys. <laughs> that was just my interpretation of what Nathan told me. Oh, those? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the ones on the cover. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, maybe that's what they meant then. The star I, players? I, I thought they meant the... So maybe if, they did. If you don't know, um, Rock Cup had a um, giveaway slant team, and they didn't have enough positionals, so they threw in a gutter runner and an osprey. I believe I talked about this before. Yeah. We did a little four-page, three-page comic with a cover, so four pages total. Steve wrote it, I drew it, inked it, 
sent it off to him. Um, and I guess the, from what I've heard several times is that the miniatures look like those, those children oh, off awesome. spray that I made yeah. and the gutter runner and stuff. So I never saw the miniatures. So that's just good <laughs> random luck. <laughs> but, um, I appreciate the feedback. I, like I said, I see all my flaws, but it was a fun little project to do that stressed me out for no reason. So. Yeah, always will. Uh, we are both getting back on the track of trying to eat better and live better. So to oh. get fit for life, if you are doing something, make sure you're doing it a little bit better than you were before. Oh, man. Big it's thanks to Anthony Albiano for kicking my ass all the time, telling me to get to the gym. A- Anthony, he's going to the gym now. Yeah. He's going and walking for like an hour. Yeah, I'm proud of him. I try. Yeah. I was going to go Sunday, but then it was Easter. Right. It was not open. Oh, it wasn't open. No. I was going to give you a hard time for celebrating Easter. No. It just wasn't open. No. A lot more things shut down than I thought. A lot more things were open than I thought. Yeah, that's true. Like all the fast food places and all the grocery stores and everything was open. I don't care. They want money. Yeah, I don't blame them. So. Anywho, I think that covers everything. Uh, I believe so. We have rambled on enough. We will probably let you go. Probably should do that. It's getting late. Yeah. Bye. 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 You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Are you an elf of discerning taste? Do you get tired of the clingy and scratchy... Uh, shall we say, undergarments provided by your team or the visitor's locker room? Well, then you need Green Undies. Green Undies is a monthly service that provides the finer accoutrement to elf teams in all the old world. You pay one justifiably high fee, and every month you'll receive new undergarments of the most superb and pleasant variety. There are many varieties and colors, but we are too proud to get into those details here. If you're interested, contact your local Green Undies dealer. You can find them by the smiles on their face while they dodge in and out of traffic up and down the field. Green Undies. Because when you're dodging, you need to feel your finest.